بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الذي أوصل رسوله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على دين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له إقرار به وتوحيدا وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما مزيدا أما بعد So we continue بإذن الله تعالى with the sharh of عقيرة الرازيين explanation of the, the aqeedah of the imams Abu Hatim al-Razi Abu Hatim al-Razi and Abu Zura'ah and likewise their son and nephew Ibn Abi Hatim rahimahumullahu ta'ala from last week we reached the statement of the imams rahimahumullah walhawdu al-mukramu bihi nabiyuna haqqun where they said, Rahimullah, that the drinking lake that has been given an honor to the Prophet وسلم, is the truth. It's haqq. It's part of our aqidah. And this issue, Barakallahu Fikum, of Al Hawd, from the affairs that we have to have conviction and yaqeen, certainty regarding. It's part of our aqidah. And this is an issue where the people of the of Bid'ah, innovation, as is many of the issues of aqidah, they differed with the haqq and the truth and the people of the truth in that regard. So they rejected the al-hawd, they rejected the drinking lake and likewise, like they rejected the Sirat and the Mizan. More so the Mizan they rejected and the Hawd. But as for the Sirat, not many of the people of Bid'ah rejected the Sirat that we studied. But as for um Barakalafikum uh, the Hawd, the Mu'tazila and the Khawarij they rejected Ankaru Al Hawd. They rejected the affair of the drinking lake. So to add to our certainty, we'll study this today, inshallah. Point number one. Point number one is the definition of al-hawd. What is the definition of al-hawd, the word al-hawd, in the Arabic language? يحوضه إذا جمعه حاض شيئا يحوضه إذا جمعها أو جمعه and that is the definition mentioned in the Lisan al-Arab and also al-Qamus al-Muhid that the hold is where water is gathered where water is gathered so really the meaning of hold is gathering so حاض شيء when you gather something that means that you, when you do hard or something, yahudu shay, it means you've gathered it. You've gathered it. So the origin in the language for the meaning of al-hawd is majma' al-ma' 
is where water has been gathered. And in the Shara, as is mentioned by the Imams, the definition as we know according to the Sunnah is the Hawdun Utiyahu Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It is the drinking lake that has been given to the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yariduhu Ahl Sunnati Min Ummatihi. The people of the Sunnah from his Ummah, the people who followed the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they were indeed. Uh, have some of that drinking lake and this barakalafikum is a tahfiz encouragement for us to increase in ibadah to increase in worshipping Allah Ta'ala according to the sunnah and understanding of the salaf to be strict in as it relates to the adherence to Allah's revelation and that is because also it is found in the Sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the affair of Al-Hawb. And from the narrations is narration of Anas. I'm going to give you the narrator and then I'm going to give you where it is in Sahil Bukhari so we can memorize that and inshallah we can go back to that as well. The first hadith we're going to mention as it relates to this Hawd, the drinking lake, which is mentioned in the Sunnah, is the hadith of Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu an, the Khadim of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the helper of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the one that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua for him to live a long life, and he lived a long life of obedience, and for him to have many children, and he had many children. And for him to enter paradise. And of course all of the companions are in paradise. So the messenger made dua to Allah for him. And Allah answered the supplication. In this hadith, Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. He says, Anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal. Inna qadra hawdi kama bayna aylah wa san'a min al-yaman. Wa inna fihi min al-abariq. And that is that the Messenger he said that the width of my hold, and sometimes some of the ulama have called it the kawthar, like so it's a kawthar. The width of my hold is equal to the distance between Ayla, which is a town in Sham, which is north, as we studied last week, which is north of the Kaaba, Ayla. Between Ayla and San'a in Yemen, which is from uh, uh, San'a is in Yemen. So it's from Sham, the distance between Ayla is from Sham to Yemen. And he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that it has many abariq, it has many jugs, many cups of water, or cups of it rather. That are as the number of the stars in the sky. The number of the stars in the skies are the jugs or the cups of the drinking lake held. So in this hadith, the Messenger وسلم, he affirmed the existence of the hold. And likewise, in the same another narration from 
Anas ibn Malik, the second narration. The first narration is in Sahih Bukhari. The first narration is in Sahih Bukhari. And it's in the hadith number 6582. Hadith number 6580. Uh, That's the first hadith. The second hadith, which is 6582, is again an Anas radiyallahu anhu, where he said, دوني فأقول أصحابي فيقول لا تدري ما أحدث بعدك. and that is that the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم he said some of my companions يعني followers those who followed him صلى الله عليه وسلم from his ummah will come to me at the hold they will come to the hold and after I recognize them they will be taken away from me. They'll be taken away from him. Duni, فأقول, and I will say, Ashabi, my companions. And it will be said to him, You do not know what they had done after you. So they will be prevented from drinking from the lake because of that which they innovated in the deen after the Messenger وسلم, had left. Amen. So in this hadith is, again, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned the hold, he mentioned the drinking lake. And this is in the hadith in Sahih Bukhari 6582. And likewise, in a, another hadith, which is similar to the previous hadith on Anas, this is hadith and Sahal ibn Sa'ad. This is the third narration that we're going to mention today. And Sahal... Ibn Sa'ad, radiyallahu anhu, qal, qal Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inni faratukum ala al-hawdi man marra alayya sharib. Where he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that I will precede you, uh, I will come before you or precede you regarding the hold. I will precede you regarding the hold. فَمَنْ مَنْ مَرَّ عَلَيَّ The who goes past me will drink. Who goes past him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, at the hold, will drink. This is a ni'mah, ya ikhwah. This is a tahfiz, an encouragement for us to follow the sunnah of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And in this hadith, the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he confirmed the belief in the hold. And then he said in the same hadith, وَمَنْ شَرِبَ لَمْ يَذْمَعْ أَبَدًا And the one who drinks from that drinking lake will never be thirsty again. Never be thirsty again. لَيَرِدَنَّ عَلَيَّ أَقْوَامٌ أَعْرِفُهُمْ وَيَعْرِفُونِي ثُمَّ يُحَالُ بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَهُمْ And then he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there will come to me some people, other people. Whom I will recognize and they will recognize me. 
there will be a barrier placed between me and them. وَقَالَ أَبُوْ حَازِمْ And the Tabi'i, who's the, the narrator, student of Sahil ibn Sa'ad, Abu Hazim, rahimahullah ta'ala, qala, sami'ani al-Nu'man ibn Abi Ayyash. Faqala, hakadha sami'ata min Sahil? One of the Tabi'in, they said to Abu Hazim, is this what you heard from, from uh, uh, Sahil, the Sahabi, radiyallahu an? Is this the narration that you heard from him? Faqultu na'am. So look at the tadarus and the studying of the Salaf and the clear attention paid or the clear attention paid, paid, paid to the narrations and the wordings of the Sunnah. فَقُلْتُ نَعْمِ said yes. قَالَ أَشْهَدُ عَلَىٰ أَبِي سَعِيدِ الْخُدْرِ لَسَمِعْتُهُ وَهُوَ يَزِيدُ فِيهَا He said I testify and I bear witness that Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, another Sahaba, radiyallahu an, that he heard from him and he gave him extra information regarding the hold. وَهُوَ يَزِيدُ فِيهَا فَأَقُولُ إِنَّهُمْ مِنِّي فَيُقَالُ إِنَّكَ لَا تَدْرِ مَا أَحْدَثُوا بَعْدَكَ And then in the narration, the messenger, the additional narration from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, so you can say this is another narration which is an addition to the narration of uh, for of uh, Sahal. He said, Rahimullah, that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, فَأَقُولُ إِنَّهُمْ مِنِّي فَيُقَالُ إِنَّكَ لَا تَدْرِي مَا أَحْدَثُوا بَعْدَكَ They are from me. And it will be said, you do not know what they done after you. You do not know what they have done after you. فَأَقُولُ صُحْقًا فَأَقُولُ صُحْقًا صُحْقًا لِمَنْ غَيَّرَ بَعْدِي And I'll say, distance away. Go away. Distance away. The one who changed after me. Meaning the one that innovated into the religion, which here shows you the severity of innovating in the deen of Al-Islam. The severity of innovating after the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has indeed sent, be sent with the Risala, the Messengership Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Aynam. So this Barulafikum is not, not only an encouragement for us to uh, to worship Allah Taala according to the way of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because he, those who are with him Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam are indeed those who adhere to his sunnah and uh, stick firm to his sunnah but likewise it's a warning against those who innovate in the religion it's a warning against those who innovate in the religion and it's a warning, as the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam will say after he's been informed that they innovated, he'll say, Suhqan, Suhqan, go away, go away, meaning that they will not drink from the lake. And this also shows that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he doesn't have the knowledge of the unseen, as he was informed. And this is a refutation against those who give the sifat and attributes of deity and servitude to the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam claiming that he knows the unseen from Rububiyyah he Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam didn't know and he was informed that they changed their religion after him so this is a refutation against the Sufis against those extreme Sufis who claim that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he knows the unseen
And that is the, the next narration that we studied. After that, we mention another narration again. And the narration of Sahil ibn Sa'id, by the way, uh, Barakallahu Fikum, is 6,583. 6, 6,583 in Sahil Bukhari, Raqam number 6,583. The final narration that we're going to mention, Barakallahu Fikum, is an Abi Huwarata radiyallahu an. Narration from Abu Huraira and the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal Baynama ana qa'imun fa'idha zumratun hatta idha araftuhum kharaja rajulun min bayni wa baynihim faqala halumma faqultum ila ayn qala ila nnar wallahi qultu wa ma sha'nuhum qala innahum irtaddu ba'dak ala adbarihim al-qahqara'a ثم إذا زمرة حتى إذا عرفتهم خرج رجل من بيني وبينهم قال هلما قلت إلى أين قال إلى النار والله قلت ما شأنهم قال إنهم ارتدوا بعدك على أدبارهم القهقراه فلا أراه يخلص منهم إلا مثل همل النعم In this narration and Abi Huwata radiyallahu an frightening narration which is again in Sahih Bukhari, and it's in Hadith number 6,887. 6,500. Uh, 6, and that is that Abu Huerta radiyallahu anhu, he said that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, qa'imun, when he woke up sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was sleeping. Zumbratun hatta idha araftuhum. That a group came. Yani from his followers, and when he he recognized them, an angel intervened between them, between a the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and them. And the messenger and and the the angel said, "Come along, yani ahluma, come along." And the messenger he said, "Asked where? Where are they going?" He said, "To the fire." Wallahi, he said. The angel said, "To the fire." And the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam he asked, "What did they do? Yani what is wrong with them? Mashaanhum." And then the angel said, they apostated. They turned away from the religion or they turned away from your sunnah as renegades. Qahqara, as renegades, after you left. Then another group will come. And they were brought close to the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And when he recognized them, an angel came, intervened between the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and them, and again he said to them, Halumma, come along. And the Messenger said, Where? Where are you taking them? Where are they going? And the angel said, To the fire. Wallahi to the fire. And the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said, Qultu. And I said, Mashaknuhum, what did they do? Qala innahum irtaddu ba'daka ala adbarihim al qahqara fala ura'u yakhlusu minhum illa mithla hamal in na'am. And then the angel will say to them, after the messenger asked what was wrong with them and what did they do, he said that they turned apostate. They apostated as renegades after you left, after the messenger left, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so I did not see anyone of them escaping that, escaping this, except a few who were like camels without a shepherd. Hamilin na'am. Hamilin na'am, it means like camels without a shepherd. In anarchy, in fawdah, hayran, 
everywhere, running everywhere. And this is the recompense for the one that leaves the deen after the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Shaykhana Ubaidah Jabri, Hafizullah Ta'ala Al-Alama, he mentions a nice benefit in this regard. <clears throat> he said, he said, these are the individuals who apostated from the Arabs after the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi Those who apostated after the death of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi and Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, radiyallahu anhu, he fought them. And likewise, those who were from the Muhajireen and Ansar, they fought, fought with Abu Bakr against these that apostated. And they died upon disbelief. They died upon disbelief. And they never returned to Islam. So they are the people that are mentioned in this hadith. That is the first explanation. The second explanation, oh, or is a threat mentioned by the Messenger and he said to the person of Bid'ah, that he has apostated, not apostated as in left the religion, but has indeed left the Sunnah of the Messenger. So the first explanation are those who left Islam left Islam totally. And the second explanation are those who, as in the previous hadith of Sahil ibn Sa'ad and, uh, and Anas radiallahu anhuma, are those who innovated into the religion and left the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. Ka'annahu irtadda an sunnah as if you can say he's left it's not apostated left the religion but he's left the sunnah he's left the sunnah so it's a type of more of a, a general type of meaning of leaving in general as opposed to leaving specifically islam leaving the sunnah innovating into the religion and this is like he said the statement of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam هذا مثل قوله Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam في الخوارج يمرقون من الدين كما يمرق السهم من الرمية He said, like the hadith of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He said regarding the Khawarij, the renegades That they will leave the religion like the arrow leaves its game and The bow and arrow, like the arrow leaves its game and this is uh, according to the opinion of the ulama who say that they leave the yamrukuna min al-din that they leave the religion a they leave the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam this is from those who hold that the khawarij are not kufar they haven't left islam that is the opinion of a portion of the ulama of the salaf that the khawarij are not kufar that they are indeed part of the deen of Islam, but they have left the sunnah. So this is like them. This is the irtadda and sunnah. They've left the sunnah. Yamrukuna min ad-deen. Yamrukuna min ad-deen. They've left the sunnah. They've left the sunnah and embarked upon the path of innovation. Al-Muhim, ya ibadallah. These uh, narrations clearly are authentic and I've chosen the narration specifically from Sahih bukhari And there are narrations from Tirmidhi, narrations in Sahih Muslim, and likewise, other than in, and Musnad of Imam Ahmed as well, many narrations which affirm 
the existence of the drinking lake Al-Hawd. The drinking lake Al-Hawd. However, as, as, we, as mentioned in, in the introductory part of this lesson, that the people of Bid'a, they have indeed tried to negate uh, the existence of the Hawd. And from the misconceptions that they bring, is that they claim that the narrations are not ascribed to the Messenger wasallam. They say that it's Khabr Ahad, that it was single, singleton narrations or singular narrations, meaning that it's singular narrators in, the, in each stage of the chain, and they try and reject this. And they do not accept the single chain narrations in Aqidah. This is the likes of the Mu'tazila. The Mu'tazila. So they reject that. So we're going to refute this... Uh, erroneous belief through various angles the first angle is that the hadith in fact of the hold of the drinking lake like the narrations regarding mizan and the sirat the scales and the and the, and, and the tariq the sirat the bridge that they are not ahad in fact they are mutawatira they have various chains, various chains of narrators in particular stages of the chain. And mutawatir, which means widespread, in English is the best word I can bring for it, is that's widespread. In explaining how it's widespread, some of the ulama have said that the mutawatir is where there is, an, it's not possible that these narrators came up, gathered together, and decided to make up this hadith. Because the narrators are from various places where they didn't link up and meet up. And the narrators are the numbers, numerous narrators that it's impossible that they gather together. That they came together and lied upon the, the Messenger. That's the mutawatir. So the narrations are in fact mutawatir, not just a singleton's chain. There are various narrators, as you can see even in Sahih Bukhari, that the narrators, if the one goes back to Sahih Bukhari, the narrators are various tabi'in. And we mentioned here a narration, uh, the narration of, Sa- of Sahal, there was Abu Hazim, and then Abu Hazim he, uh, said that Nu'man ibn Abi Ayyash heard it from a different Sahabi. So it's not just one chain or one singleton chain, rather there is various narrators that narrated this hadith or these narrations as it relates to the hawd that's number one number two and that is in any case the ibra in the ahl sunnah al-hadith. that which we care about the people of the sunnah the people of the truth is the authenticity of a hadith whether it is a singleton chain or is a chain with numerous narrators whether it's one narrator or there are numerous narrators in the chain, we care about the authenticity of that narration because we accept, Barakallahu Fikum, the Khabr Ahad. We accept the single narration or single narrator. And my question to you, my beloved brothers and sisters, in the hadith of Mu'adh ibn Jabal, or hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas, radiyallahu anhumah, where the messenger sent Mu'adh to Yemen 
Who did Muadh go with? He went by himself, singleton, on his own. The messenger sent him to Yemen and he says, Innaka ta'ti qawman ahlal kitab falyakul or falyakun awwal ma tadu'uhum ilayhi shahadat an la ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad rasulullah. Where he said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that you are going, you on your own, are going to a people from the book in Yemen. Let it be the first thing that you call them to shahada, that there's none that this deserves to be worshipped in reality except Allah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. This is one hadith. There's many narrations, but this is one hadith. This is one narration, barakallahu feekum, where the messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sent one individual to a country to call them to the truth, which is a proof that this, the fact that there's one narrator, it does not negate the authenticity of the information as the information that Mu'adh ibn Jabir radiyallahu anhu gave to the people of Yemen was what we see now as a dawla, as a country which is a most Islamic country from the da'wah of Mu'adh ibn Jabir radiyallahu anhu. So we don't care about whether it is Barakallah for the Ibra rather. We don't consider the narration to be accepted or rejected due to the numbers of the narrators or, or what have you. But rather it's authenticity. And that is that to, for a hadith to be authentic, it has to have five conditions. For a narration to be accepted and authentic in general, they have to fulfill five conditions. The first is Dr. Rawi. Or and that is that the, the first one is that the narrators have to be precise meaning that their mistakes are minimal and their precision is more their precision overwhelms their human errors that occur and that is that their, their, their memory uh, their memory is strong in that when they are required to narrate they will narrate as they heard it this is the first condition. The, the narrator has to have dopt. You have to have precision. Whether it's precision from his memorization from heart or precision in his kitab, in his book. If he narrates from his book, he preserves that book from any type of discrepancies or additions or subtractions. They, he preserves it and narrates it as he received it. This is the first dopt. The second is adala. That he is, has good conduct. The narrator has good conduct. Meaning that the narrator. He's someone who is not perfect. But he is somebody who is trustworthy. And he has good conduct. And some of the ulama said. And some of the ulama said that. They are is a Muslim. Number one, this is a trustworthy individual who has good conduct, rather. He's a Muslim, baligun, reached puberty, salimun min asbab al fisk, he's reached puberty, he has good, uh, he's, he's mentally sound, aqilun, he's mentally sound, and he's free from uh, fisk, sins, and opposing the correct etiquettes. But the issue of free from sins, the ulama have said that this is impossible. Because the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, Kullu Adam wa That all of the sons of Adam, they sin and they err. And the, the, those who, or the best of those that err, are those who make 
repentance or repent. So therefore we cannot say that a narrator has to be free from every error. No, but his majority, أكثر أحواله, the ulama said, the majority of his existence, he is someone who is obedient to Allah. He's obedient to Allah or she is obedient to Allah in the majority of their times. And that, Barakallahu Fikim, is the second condition. The first is precision. The second one is good conduct. The, second, the, the third condition is related to the chain itself. And that is ittisal as-sanad. And that is that there mustn't be a, 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 a disjoint in the chain. Meaning there mustn't be a gap in the chain. Everyone who's in the chain, they must have met each other, heard from each other, and they're all trustworthy and have precisions. They've met each other, they're narrated from each other. There isn't a, a, a gap missing where the second generation is mentioned and then the third generation is mentioned or the first generation is mentioned and then the third generation is mentioned and then we have a gap, meaning someone from the second generation is not there. So that, Barakallahu Fikum, means that it's disjointed, it's, it's, it's disconnected and... Um, uh, there's a gap missing and we don't know who that gap person is in that gap. So we don't know if that person is a liar or that person is trustworthy. This is the third condition. It must be connected. The chains must be connected. So the first condition is that the, the narrators have to be precise. The second condition is that they have to have good conduct. And, and, and majority of their, their, their behavior is in obedience to Allah. And they repent to Allah, obviously, if they err. And the third is the chain must be connected. The person who narrates afterwards has to have heard from the one that he narrated from. The third, fourth condition is that their statement mustn't be odd in opposition to those who are more precise than them. It mustn't be in opposition to those who are precise and those who are more trustworthy. Their, their statements mustn't be in opposition to them. There mustn't be contradiction with that narrator and somebody else who narrated it and their narration it contradicts that person who is stronger than them. Who is stronger than them. For example, we have uh, uh, Zaid, who is a strong narrator, known to have strong memory. And then we have Amr, who is trustworthy, he has good memory, but not as strong as Zaid. They were in a sitting where they heard this narration. Zaid says something opposite, sorry, Amr says something opposite to Zaid. Amr says something opposite to Zaid. Zaid is stronger and you opposed him. This is contradiction. This is shad. This is odd. We don't accept it. This is the fourth condition. It must be free from that. That narrator, his statement has to be free from the contradictions and opposition to men who are awla minhu. And for those who can write in Arabic, the definition of shad is and that is opposing somebody who's acceptable his narration is acceptable but he opposes those who are stronger than them this is shad the chain has to be free from this we don't want this we do not want this. The first three we want. The first three conditions we want. We want the person to be precise. We want the person to be trustworthy and have good conduct. We want the chain to be connected. These are the first three. We want these three. But we don't want these, the last two though. 
And that is number four. We don't want the person to be shav. Meaning he's odd, opposing those who are stronger than him. And the fifth, final condition is we don't want any hidden discrepancies. Any hidden discrepancies. And what's a hidden di di discrepancy? I'm going to bring it to uh, our, our life as we are now. For example, you go into a house and you see the house and it looks beautiful. The paint is bright, nice, shiny, glossy colors. But really, underneath that paint is damp. Underneath that paint is rutuba, is damp. The person who has a concerted eye, who is, has somebody who have, has experience as it relates to houses, will see. You see that, that house? Yes, it looks. That wall looks good and it looks pretty. But I can see from little signs due to my experience and my knowledge of architecture. I can see that this house has damp. Even though in the, in the apparent, it seems beautiful and new. This is like the hadith. In the apparent, for you and I, the narration seems okay. But the ulama of, of ilal, like Imam Ahmed, Imam al-Bukhari, Yahya ibn Ma'in, the scholars of hadith, they can say, no, there's a problem here. You can't see it, but we can see it. It's very intricate. It's a discrepancy that is very intricate that only the ulama of the hadith who are, whose uh, special, specialization is in the ilal, looking at the discrepancies of hadith. The hadith has to be free, free from that. It mustn't have these discrepancies. So again... The first, con the first three conditions we must have. And if I were to ask you, you would say, number one, that the narrators have to be precise. Number two, that the narrators have to be trustworthy. Number three, that the chain has to be connected. And then the last two, we don't want in the chain. It's a condition that it mustn't be found in the hadith. And that is number four, that the narrator does not oppose those who are stronger than him and also those who are more than him in number as well. He does not oppose them. He doesn't contradict the narrations if they were all in the same sitting, for example. And number five, there mustn't be any hidden discrepancies. So three, thubutiya, three things that we need the hadith to have and two things that he mustn't have. These are the five conditions of an authentic hadith. This is what we care about. This is what the people of hadith care about. So whether that narration is ahad, single narration with only one narrator, or mutawatir, or many narrators, we care about these five conditions. Do they fulfill it? But the Mu'tazila and their likes from the Khawarij, they don't care about this. Because again, it goes back to the taqdim al-aqal al-naqal. Allowing the intellect to take precedence over the... Uh, the text, or rather the hadith, if it's authentically ascribed to the Messenger, وسلم, we hold firm to it, and it's part of our aqidah. And this affair of the hold is a narration which is authentic. Many narrations mentioned, like the narration, two narrate, three narrations we mentioned from Anas, one from Sahal, and another from Abu Huraira. That's just an example, few examples of the affirmation of al hold in the Ahl sunnah according to the people of the Sunnah, from the narrations and the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
But the people of Bid'ah from the Khawarij and the Mu'tazira, no doubt they deny this. So therefore, Barakallahu Feekum, through those narrations that we mentioned in conclusion, we find a description of the hold. That its color, its taste, how huge it is, the number of ania or vessels or jugs, and all of this is mentioned in the narrations of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned a tuluhu shahar. In another narration, the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that the drinking lake, its length is like a month, and its width out of the whole shahrun, and its width is like a month. And the jugs, as we mentioned in the previous narration, are like uh, the number of jugs are like the number of stars. And the one who drinks from it will never be thirsty ever. May Allah make us be from those who are welcomed to drink the hold from the drinking lake and not those who are repelled and pushed away due to them innovating in the deen of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. And with this we conclude the first lesson as it relates to Aqeedah Turaziyain and that is the statement of the two Imams or the three Imams and that is that the drinking lake that has been honoured, the messenger has been honoured with Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the truth and those who follow him will take from that hold also. Barakallahu feekum. Hadha wallahu a'lam. Wa sallallahu wa sallam. Wa barak ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.